You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 374, How Do We Keep Our Teams Sharp? So how do you keep your team sharp? You know, many companies, businesses, organizations provide in-service or ongoing training or education for their staff. This training can cover so many different kinds of things, uh, customer service, communication skills, computer skills, safety, ethics, and many other topics. There can also be specific skills taught to a subset of the organization. For for example, if a factory installed a new piece of equipment on the production line, there's going to need to be specific training for the people who are going to be using that piece of equipment. An example from my career when I worked for the police department, We were required uh, by the state to have 20 hours of training every single year. And that's, that's pretty much the standard, give or take, throughout the nation. But 20 hours of training a year, which really isn't that much, because what it worked out to for us were two eight hour days and then uh, four one hour sessions on the shooting range. So that came out to shooting, qualifying once a quarter and then two other days that were usually split up throughout the year. So you'd go in for a day here, and then later in the year you'd go go in for a day for something else. And this was a a different kinds of training. Sometimes it was on um, different laws that had come into effect. Um, We did driver's training usually once a year. Sometimes the training was more tactical. Sometimes the the training had to do with law, whatever. But it was different training um, designed to help the uh, police officers improve and be better, uh, be, be more effective as they serve the public. I've got a friend who is a nurse. She says that uh, they have to have periodic updates, training, certifications, etc. Now, why is this important? Well, providing training and developmental opportunities to employees um, is important for several reasons. First of all, it communicates that the administration and management team cares enough about their workers to give them additional opportunities to develop. Now, I get it. All the training's not exciting. I remember we'd have to sit through um, a three- or four-hour block on sexual harassment um, every couple of years. Horrible training. It's the kind of thing, really, that could be covered in about five minutes. And I even told the, the lady from Human Resources, you know, essentially what it boils down to is don't say anything you wouldn't want said to your mom, wife, or sister, and keep your hands to yourself. That pretty much covers everything. But, uh, but of course, they had to stretch it into three or four hours. We also had to do uh, a CPR every couple of years. Redundant, not very exciting, but it was something different. 
And, and, and when, when an organization says, listen, we want to help you develop, we want to um, help you get better, um, that's, that's a really important thing. Um, it shows that the company leadership understands the importance of investing in their people. And usually these, this type of training is offered during regular business hours. Now, I get it. Sometimes people have to come in on their off days. When I was a police officer, if I was working night shift, I'd have to maybe stay over or um, you know, schedule around my, my work, which could, could be difficult. But, uh, but on the whole, you're coming in, doing something different. You're on the clock. You're not doing the regular job. And it conveys the message that production can slow down for a little while as the employees attend class and work on something new. In some companies, the, the workers might be sent to the class over a period of a couple of days so that the business doesn't have to completely shut down. And when, when employees see that their management cares enough to send them to some type of class, motivation is often improved throughout the company. And of course, in, increased motivation leads to greater morale and job satisfaction. You know, it's interesting um, when you when you think about this. The, the, we can get we can all get stale. Uh, we can all get just in a rut. We can get in a routine, and so you know, once or twice a year, having some type of training can kind of keep things stirred up. Especially if the organization is you know maybe bringing in somebody to teach this block of instruction, and um, you know, so anyway, it's something different. It can be fun, and I encourage all organizations to have some kind of ongoing training for their employees. Okay, don't go away. I'll be right back. I've got a couple other reasons why this ongoing training is so important and, and, and talking about the value of keeping our team sharp. But I wanted to let you know, this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is the revised and updated edition of my popular leadership book. There's chapters on supervision, management, leadership, time management, setting goals, so many other things. The chapters are short, uh, immediately actionable, and there's usually some discussion questions at the end to kind of get you thinking. So check it out. It's great for you. It's great for a small group study, and I know it will help you. All right. Well, a second reason that training and developmental opportunities are important is that it keeps your team sharp. That's kind of what we're talking about. But it provides them with the latest technical legal, and specialized skills that they need to do their jobs. This is going to increase efficiency and productivity. If management's serious about productivity, then these periodic classes, periodic training days, are going to ensure that the employees have the most up-to-date information to do their jobs effectively. Like I said, when the police department, laws change and we need to be updated on them regularly. And so having, you know, going over these things, um, you know, kept us sharp. We knew what we were doing, and it also protected the department, um, protected the organization from liability. When we're doing this type of training, whatever it is, in-service, ongoing, um, other educational activities, it serves to keep the team sharp in another way. By giving your people a break, from their regular duties, even if it's only for a day or a few hours, you're allowing them to recalibrate and rest. Many people have jobs that are monotonous, tedious, 
um, and can even be difficult. And when these workers attend a class, they're able to unwind and use a different part of their brain for a little while. And I get it. You can't just shut the business down. That's why I recommend doing it over the, a period of a few months. Um, we would actually schedule um, our in-services for, for you know a period of about a month, and we would cycle a few people in um, off of each shift from each precinct. And, you know, if you do that for, uh, you know, a few weeks, you pretty much were able to cycle everybody through. And so you're not having to shut, you know, anything down. The, 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 the work is still going on. But for those people who are going in for the training, they're getting a little break. It's something different. And it's a great change of pace. A third reason that ongoing training opportunities are so important is they've been shown to reduce employee turnover by as much as 70%. 70%. And, you know, in, in this crazy job market today, you see people jumping around from job to job every few years. And, and it, typically they're jumping around because they're getting a little bit more money. Um, you know, maybe a little better perk here or there. But, um, you know, what would it look like if we were investing in our people? Could we maybe reduce some of that turnover. At least the studies say, yes, you can. And while training is an investment in the company, by the company and to its employees, it's also serving to help the workers invest back into the company. Um, when, you, when you offer training and ongoing educational opportunities, you're, you're stimulating new ideas, creativity, and you're giving the folks a greater sense of ownership. And then another reason why it's so important for a, for a company, for a business, for an organization to provide training and development op- opportunities for their people is it's an investment in the organization's future. Training opportunities are often a way for management to identify those employees who appear to be leaders. Identifying people that could possibly fill supervisory and management roles down the road is important for any business. In fact, I would say that if you hire management from the outside, uh, you're really losing something in your ability to train those managers and future leaders. How much better is it when you can raise up managers and supervisors from within your own ranks? You know, the worst time to start looking for qualified people to promote is when you need them. It's much better to start the process of training and developing potential leaders before there's a need. Having an active list of candidates for promotion is something that any large business should be doing. And, you know, when we talk about this, the other thing I would say is, I would ask this question is, what are you doing to develop leaders? Um, obviously, you know, as we just said, by having these ongoing training opportunities for whatever the subject, we're often able to identify them. But, but what are we doing to train them? Uh, many organizations are starting to see the need to have uh, these very, very important leadership courses taught. Uh, courses on supervision, management, leadership, and often the HR department does it. Sometimes they bring in an outside consulting group. But by training your people on leadership and what you expect, um, you're really doing an incredible service not only to your organization, but to the people that are working there. And so, 
So considering how you do leadership development is a huge, huge thing. Uh, companies should should make these training opportunities available throughout the year. And this, you know, one of the things I would even say do is if you've got, um, you know, some of those high uh, high impact salespeople or, or these high performers, why not reward them by sending them out to some specialized training? Send them away for a seminar, um, you know, where they'll actually learn something. But again, it's going to be refreshing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be different. But it's a great way to reward them for how hard they work. Um, we mentioned quarterly training sessions in which employees receive an hour or two of training. Other companies will set up classes um, twice a year when you go for half a day. But you know, offer some op- optional training. Um, you know, we we would at the police department throughout the year there'd be optional classes that people could put in for. Uh, whether on defensive tactics or um, legal issues or maybe some advanced firearms training, whatever it is, there was a lot of different opportunities for people to go and get training that's going to help them. Um, there's no doubt that training can be expensive, but really, I think it's more expensive when we don't train our people. And then let's let's talk real quickly about what about volunteer organizations? And, and I'm speaking uh, specifically in the context of a church or a nonprofit group. What kind of training does your church offer the people who are serving there? And most of the time we would say, well, nothing. And I would challenge you to create within your church, within your organization, a system of developing leaders. I'm very fortunate because the church that I've been a part of for over 20 years, um, we've always emphasized leadership development, but in the last few years, we've really um, put a system together of developing leaders. Uh, I'm actually taking a group of, of nine other guys through a course right now. It's a, a eight sessions on um, on leading other people, and you know, based on a fantastic book, great curriculum, but it's the kind of thing where, and most of these people are serving in some capacity, but we're looking down the road at, at, at developing leaders who are going to be able to lead not only teams, but to lead um, uh, departments and, and lead bigger parts of the ministry. So, so what are you doing to develop leaders in your organization? And, you know, as we said, it, really, you can't afford not to train and to develop people. And, and I get it. When you're working with volunteers, it's a different animal. You know, in your organization, in your business, um, you're paying people and you can get them to come in for training. They don't have any choice. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a volunteer organization, it's a little bit different. But, uh, you know, really, the, the teams that we have in place in our church, you know, with this culture, not only do we have an ongoing um, training process, but within each team, there is training. Uh, we've got an events team that puts on some of the big events that our church is a part of, and, uh, and they do training a couple of times a year, uh, talking about different things. Um, uh, within the uh, pastoral care team, they speak you know, on a regular basis, talking about how they can better serve the, the members of the church. The safety and security team in the church, uh, they're training regularly on, on what it takes to protect the church. 
the child care workers, the, and I say child care, you know, it's really more of a children's ministry, taking care of students, helping them, equipping them to 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 follow Jesus and be the the people God's called them to be. Well, there there needs to be regular training there, and so they have training days periodically. So so what are you doing? Um, you know, I think sometimes because we're dealing with volunteers, we think, well, we can't ask as much. I think we should ask more. Um, I mean, if they're serving, then we should be looking for ways we can give back to them. And you know, what I've seen is the curriculum that we're using, taking our people through right now, um, this is the kind of thing that carries over into their jobs. And so what I've told the men that I'm working with is, yes, we are trying to develop you as a leader so that you can serve in the church, but understand that everything we're teaching you can also be taken with you into the marketplace. And uh, so not only are we investing in them as, as serving the church, but we're investing them in as people because it's the right thing to do, and we want to help them succeed in every area of life. All right, well, I'm going to wrap it up there. How do you keep your team sharp? What are you doing? Did I give you some things to think about? Do you have some, some thoughts, some ideas that you could share with us? Um, go to davidspell.com, leave a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post so that we can keep the conversation going. If this was helpful, let me know. Um, you know, I love I love talking about leadership. I love looking for opportunities to add value to folks and to uh, really help people develop their team. If I can help you in that in any way as a consultant, by all means, reach out and we will have a conversation. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will see you next week on Leading and Learning.